It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Monday morning. And this evening at 6 p.m., that's going to be the time. The place is the New Bedford Public Library, the New Bedford Licensing Board, meeting to discuss whether or not to ban NIPs. So if, and this is a public meeting, the public is invited to attend. There's no set timeline yet on when that ban would begin. In Fairhaven, I think they have until the end of this year, if I remember correctly. Because the idea is they have nips in stock already. They don't want the stores that already have the nips in stock to have to be stuck with them. So they want them to be able to sell those off, just not restock them with more. But in Fairhaven, I guess they can keep restocking until until the end of the year. But uh, in New Bedford, that's the general consensus is that, you know, there would be time for them to, for stores to eliminate the remaining stock. But I think that the public needs to turn out for this because, as I said, in Fairhaven, it was put before the people with a town meeting vote. This is something that's being decided by the licensing board. So if you want to make sure that you have your voice heard, I would get out there and be part of it. Six o'clock at the library. Now, the other part of this is that Does this set a precedent? Does this set a precedent that if people can't be responsible with things, those in charge are just going to take them away? We have lost the right to plastic bags in New Bedford because people couldn't properly dispose of them or properly reuse them. So instead, we can't have them at all. And this was something that was a discussion that went quite deep when it was originally proposed from from the facts of how many people that live in the city walk from the store to their home, whether it be in some of the apartment buildings and tenements and, you know, three-family homes and all of these different types of residences that we have in the city, many people don't have a car. They either use public transportation or they walk to the store. And who wants to carry groceries four blocks, five blocks, in a brown paper bag? 
Who wants to who wants to do that? I don't even want to carry them in a brown paper bag from the driveway to the house. It's not that I prefer the plastic. I prefer the handles. And I get it. The idea is that it's supposed to be pushing you to use reusable shopping bags. And I have a few, and I never remember to bring them with me. But that's the idea. You're supposed to be reusing bags. It's not so much about trying to get you off plastic back onto paper as much as it is getting you to bring these reusable bags with you into the store. What does banning nips do? By that same logic, does it keep you from having a small amount of alcohol or does it force you when you want alcohol to buy a larger bottle of alcohol? And do you think the person that was buying the nip chugging that and then getting behind the driver's seat is instead now going to go and buy, I don't know, a, a pint, half pint, and say, well, I can't drink this before I drive. Got to wait till I get home because this isn't a nip. Or do you think they're just going to open that up and take a bigger swig now? And I get, I get it. The nip ban is supposed to be more about littering. Well, then also then, and I will reiterate what I said last week, why not also ban scratch tickets, cigarette butts, and Dunkin' Cups? Because I see more of those on the street every day than I see nip bottles. I think this is just the sexy thing to do because other communities have done it. When it's it's not the answer to the to the litter problem. The answer to the litter problem is to get people to stop littering overall. Doesn't matter what they're throwing down there. You, you, somebody's just going to throw down a, a a half pint bottle or a pint bottle. I don't know all the terminology. I don't buy alcohol. Most of the alcohol I buy is like one one can of something at a time. Speaking of which, I, I did buy a Simply Hard Lemonade, the spiked lemonade there. Really good. I love Simply Lemonade, like non-alcoholic. So I saw that they had that at the Xfinity Center, and I was like, whoa, I tried one of these last summer. They were very good. I'm going to have one. And I got it from the, there's a, there's a, like a self-serve alcohol tent where you can walk in, they have all the cans and coolers and you just pick what you want. You walk up to the cashier and pay. And they have way more choices there than they have at the concession stand. So I went over there and I went to check out and they're like, yep, that's $17, $17 for a can. Granted, it's the tall can, but still $17. But normally, I, if I go to a concert, I'll drink like two beers during the concert. So this was about the equivalent of that. And I, it's, I probably would have paid more for the two beers. So it worked out well. But I was still like, $17, oh my gosh. And I hadn't eaten, so I got a burger and fries there. The burger and fries, a double burger, double cheeseburger and fries was 14 bucks. <laughs> so it was cheaper to get a full meal than it was to get the, the drink that I was drinking. But anyway... That's beside the point. 
We're talking about if this is to, to, to alleviate the litter problem, I want to know how are you going to target the other things that are a problem with litter? What's that plan? Scratch tickets are far worse than anything else when it comes to littering. I guess I shouldn't complain too much about it because I found a lot of winners on the ground over the years. But it's still much more of a problem than nip bottles. But is anybody going to address that? Is anybody going to discuss whether or not that should happen? I'm just looking at the agenda for tonight's licensing board meeting. And the, the nip bottle ban, the ban on the sale of alcohol in containers less than or equal to 100 milliliters will be discussed last on a very busy licensing board agenda. So I don't know if that is something where the licensing board can choose to take that item out of order. Because if you've got a lot of people that are going to be sitting in there for a lengthy meeting waiting for that portion of the discussion, they're only going to get more worked up before you get to that part of the discussion and be more unruly, no matter what side they fall on. That's just been, as someone who has covered a lot of public meetings over the years, I've noticed that that tends to be the case. The more you make the people wait for the item that they came there to discuss, the more difficult that discussion is to control when it happens. Now, this could also be by design. You might want to have it last because everybody that shows up that is irate one way or the other, you hope that they cool down as the meeting goes on, that they, they, they mellow out a bit about it and they're able to discuss more rationally as they see how the meeting goes on and they see what the proper decorum is they might control themselves a little better. Or they might even walk out and say, you know what, I, I've got other things I got to do. I can't wait all night for them to get to the one thing that I came here to care about. So it could be by design that it's last, but they could also, I believe, vote to take it out of order if, if that's what they would like to do. But just be prepared if you do go there. It is the last item on the agenda, and it may take a while to get to that there's some hearings for some some businesses some approvals for liquor licenses there's some petitions for you know one day liquor licenses and all those kind of things that will all have to be gone through now keep in mind most of those are quick wow well this just caught my attention there's a hearing planned as part of this for Sebastian's Cafe and Sports Bar. And it mentions that there's licensing board regulation number 11, excessive hilarity, noise, crowds, and objectionable persons shall not be permitted on or about the premises. Excessive hilarity. <laughs> That's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a shirt made that says that. Warning, excessive hilarity. Wherever I go, 
that's uh that's that's hilarious unto itself. But anyway, as I said, there's a lot of things on the agenda, so be prepared when you go that you will have to sit and wait most likely before they get to the item that you are there that you care about. And you know what? Use that as a lesson. Don't use that as something to frustrate you. Use that as a lesson to see how these boards and commissions work. Watch the process. See how Robert's Rules of Order work. See the decorum that is observed in those meetings. And also, I feel like when when citizens care about an issue and they go to these meetings to see how they play out with one thought process in mind, they'll go there and they'll see, well, maybe maybe it wasn't exactly the way that I thought it was going to be. I might not still agree with the final decision, but at least it was a more tempered and measured and thoughtful and balanced and debatable discussion than debated discussion than it was, you know, this just outright ban that I thought it was going to be. Because there's probably people who are against this that are thinking to themselves, this is just an overreach. This is just the licensing board throwing its weight around that this is. But then when you go there and you hear the discussion behind it, you might feel a little bit differently about the process. You may not feel differently about what you want the final outcome to be, but at least there'll be some other points that you could consider. So use it as a learning experience rather than getting frustrated with how long you have to wait, if you have to wait. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and return in just a bit. In 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Morning. I haven't heard anybody call in about this unless I just missed it. But um, I just recently found out that um, Antonio's is going out of business. So we've been hearing for a while that the building was for sale. Uh, I had tro- I was trying a few months ago to get somebody to confirm it. And I was unable to do so, but I I haven't heard anything about it going out of business. I just heard that the building was for sale. Oh, well. I I don't know that it's not true that it's going out of business. I'm just saying I I haven't heard for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, my daughter daughter knows everybody down there quite well, and she went for uh, dinner the other night, and um, that's what she was told. Hmm. Well, that, that would be a huge blow to, you know, the New Bedford restaurant scene. Yeah, and another one that's supposedly going out of business is that one down the cove, and I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I don't know. Where um, uh, Cove Discount used to be. Oh, oh, uh, Inner Bay. Yeah. No, they so they're, they're just transferring ownership. Oh, so it is staying open then. Yep, so um, uh, we actually had the story up uh, last week. Uh, Howie Mallow's bought it, uh, so he will be adding that to his profile of restaurants, and they're going to be they're going to be keeping it pretty much exactly the same as it is. That's that's the uh, the oh. word from Howie. Okay. 
Well, I thought I had some new news, but I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. Okay. Bye. Yeah, have a good day. And uh, yeah, that is um, that is the story that we had regarding uh, Inner Bay is that they were going to keep things pretty much the same because I think that's a place that a lot of folks have come to know and love and they have a certain fondness for and they also have a certain level of expectation for because they've built such a great reputation over the years. So whenever anybody's going to come in and take it over, you, you get nervous about that. And you say, well, if they're going to they're gonna keep it and they're going to try to run it, but is it going to be the same? And from what I understand from reading Michael Rock's story at, uh, at WBSM.com and at Fun107.com, uh, Howie Mallows is coming in and he plans on keeping things pretty much exactly the same way. And Tony will be sticking around as part owner. And he still will be the face of Inner Bay. So they're going to have the same menu. They're going to have all the things that you expect. Maybe add a few new things. But you will have new infusion of energy, I think. Not that they weren't energetic over there either, but, you know, Tony and his crew can't do it all. So I think you're going to have some new energy over there and the continuation of their great food. We had our Town Square Media holiday party there this past uh, December, and the food was amazing, as it always is. One of my favorite places to go for octopus is Inner Bay. But uh, everything I've ever had there, top notch. And also one of the few places, uh, when I go out to eat by myself, I like to sit at a table. I'm not a sit-at-the-bar kind of person, uh, mainly because I'm probably not going to drink. So it always makes me feel bad when I'm sitting at the bar taking up a spot from somebody that might be coming in just to have a drink. And I'd prefer a table because, you know, I can just spread out and be by myself and I don't really want to socialize with anybody. But that's one place where I love to go and sit at the bar and talk with Tony and everybody else there. So uh, you don't have to worry too much about things changing over there. But things are always changing in the news, so it's time to go into the newsroom now and get all the latest from Adam Bass. Former Vice President Mike Pence says the Department of Justice has lost the confidence of the American people. According to C appearing on CNN State of the Union, the 2024 Republican White House hopeful added that he thinks another indictment against his former boss, President Donald Trump, would only contribute to that sense. Pence's remarks come after former President Trump announced last week that he's received a letter informing him he's the subject in the DOJ probe into efforts to stay in power after losing the 2020 election. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Ukraine has retaken about half of all Russian-occupied territory in the early days of Kyiv's counteroffensive. Appearing on CNN's GPS on Sunday, Blinken called it a very hard fight as Ukraine battles to take back more ground against strong Russian defenses. 
Financial help is on the way to areas of New York State hit hard by recent flash flooding. Over the weekend, Governor Kathy Hochul announced that the federal government signed off on a disaster declaration, meaning local governments will have access to federal funds. This impacts Clinton, Dutchess, Essex, Hamilton, Ontario, Orange, Putnam, and Rockland counties. The money can be used for debris removal, protective measures, and repairs to buildings and infrastructure. The chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee says the U.S. soldier who crossed the border into North Korea made a serious mistake. It was more running from his problems. That was the wrong place to go. Speaking on ABC's This Week, Texas Republican Congressman Michael McCall says he's worried that North Korea will try to exact a price for the release of Privates Travis King. The 23-year-old soldier was being sent back to the U.S. for possible disciplinary action after spending time in a South Korea jail for damaging a police car. King's family said this week he's been having mental issues since the death of a young cousin earlier this year. A woman is dead after what's being described as an apparent bear encounter near Yellowstone National Park. Officials say a body was found on Saturday on Buttermilk Trail west of Yellowstone, Montana. Grizzly bear attacks were found at the scene, according to the authorities. Citing human safety, the Custer Gallatin National Forest issued an emergency closure of the Buttermilk area. An investigation is ongoing. Prosecutors are trying to convict an entertainer turned suspected murderer are dealing a setback. Mistrial was declared over the weekend in Florida, Florida in rapper YNW Melly's double murder trial. The 24-year-old was accused of killing two friends five years ago. Jurors deliberated for three days but couldn't unanimously agree to a verdict. The state's attorney's office says it plans to ask for a new trial. And a woman is suing a California restaurant claiming her meal was so spicy it was unfit for human consumption. The lawsuit also names the cook, waitressing staff, and owner of Coup de Thai in Los Gatos. She accuses them of negligence and an intentional infliction of emotional distress. The woman says she was ordered an appetizer called Dragon Balls in the summer of 2021. She claims the bites she took were so spicy she suffered burns on her vocal cords, esophagus, and nose. In sports, the Boston Red Sox hammered out a 6-1 win against the Mets last night. The Sox will host the Braves tomorrow at Fenway Park. First pitch at 7.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect a mixture of sun and clouds as we head through the day with a high reaching of about 83 degrees, but it is going to be humid today. Overnight tonight, we're going to see partly cloudy skies and humid still with a low of 70 degrees. And for your Tuesday, sunshine with increasing clouds. That humidity is hanging with us for the week. We do have a 20% chance of a spot shower possible. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's Newstalk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 70 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Wake up! He'll wake you up better than that extra large cup of coffee. Now, more Tim Weisberg on WBSM.
And if you're looking to shake it up a little bit, maybe maybe you're looking to go and get something a little bit different in the morning to get your day started. Maybe you're looking for a little different afternoon snack, no matter what it may be. Why not try something different at Duke's Bakery in Fall River? And right now, WBSM, well, not right now, but coming up, WBSM is going to be saving you money at SeizeTheDeal.com because on Wednesday... You can score half-price gift certificates to Duke's Bakery in Fall River. They go on sale at 12 noon. You know, it's difficult to indulge when you have food allergies, but Duke's makes it easy with products that are 100% gluten-free. And I know normally when you hear that phrase, when you hear gluten-free, you think, well, it must also be taste-free, right? It must be flavor-free, right? Nope, not at Duke's. Duke's makes incredible food that you would never know is gluten-free except for the fact that you got it at Duke's Bakery. So go on over there and check it out when you get your Seize the Deal and experience some of their food, and you will love it, I promise. But also head on over there on Wednesday because Marcus Ferro and Chris McCarthy will be broadcasting live with South Coast Now from Duke's on Wednesday from 9 a.m. to noon. And then right after their show is over, the deal goes on sale, and you can get $20 to Duke's Bakery for just $10 on Wednesday. And that deal is only available at SeizeTheDeal.com. I always like getting myself some of those deals, and I will definitely pick up a deal for Duke's because I, I don't have to be gluten-free. I don't have to go that route. But the food at, at Duke's is so delicious I don't even think about that when I go there. I just think about having some of their amazing food. And they keep expanding the menu, and they keep coming up with different ideas, uh, different daily specials. I mean, it's such a great place. Beautiful view of the Taunton River. Uh, you can sit there and have your cup of coffee and look out over the river and really enjoy your morning or your afternoon, whatever it is you're going to be there. And have yourself a nice treat as well without feeling guilty about it. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. We were talking before about the NIP bottle ban meeting that is happening tonight, the licensing board meeting at 6 p.m. at the New Bedford Public Library. As I mentioned before, the NIP bottle ban is the final item on the agenda this evening. So it's all, well, I don't know if it's the, ex is it the exact final? It's definitely toward the end of the planned list of discussions let me just check yeah it's the final item number 48 on the agenda so you may have to wait they may decide to to take it out of order but you may have to wait until the end of this meeting to have your voice heard or to have your uh, issue that you're there for decided but also there's another discussion that's happening in a number of states where they're looking at lowering the drinking age so in addition to, you know, places banning the sale of nips, there are also some states that are considering lowering, lowering the drinking age, in some cases back to 18. Now, in a lot of states, it went to 21 following prohibition. In other states, it went to 21 later on. I think here in Massachusetts, if I remember correctly, it was, what, the early 80s that it went to 18, the late 70s, I mean, that it went to 21. And naturally, there are organizations like Mothers Against Drunk Driving that don't want to see those drinking ages lowered. 
and I don't know what the I don't know what the reason is, what the rationale is. I'm sure it's different for each state, but what what is the reasoning for deciding? We think that it would be better to let people start drinking earlier. We think that it's okay that, you know, I was 18 midway through my senior year of high school. I don't think you want somebody who is a high school senior having access to alcohol. But, you know, I know that they have access to alcohol, but being able to just walk into a store and buy it. And I never thought I was being deprived of anything by having to wait till I was 21. I just understood that that's what it was. You waited till you were 21. I thought 21 was kind of arbitrary. 20 would have been fine. But 18 just feels different to me. When there are kids that are in high school, some early in their senior year are 18. I remember the conversation that I had with the principal about turning 18. And I said to him, so I have to wait until senior privileges kick in to be able to sign myself out of school. But that's in like whatever it was, like March or April. I turned 18 in January. I'm an adult. You can't legally keep me here if I want to sign myself out. Not that I was looking to leave. I just didn't understand the rationale behind it. If I was 18, couldn't I just sign myself out? What are they going to do about it? But I guess, you know, procedure was procedure. I just wanted to be able to go home. I wasn't going out there to cause trouble. I just wanted to go home. I used to have a study hall that never amounted to anything. I wanted to just go home for an hour and a half. I lived two miles from the school. I'll come back. But anyway, so 21 is the drinking age that I, I think is probably the most comfortable. But maybe you feel differently. 508-996-0500. Are you in favor, too, of this nip bottle ban? I think the conversation has cooled a little bit about this. And I think that that's a mistake. No matter what you feel about it, be vocal about it. Because the decision, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion this evening. And they're going to want to hear from the public on this. Again, other communities that have done this, they've heard from the public because the public has voted yay or nay. This is being decided by a board. Again, 508-996-0500. Back in a few moments.
back in, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or open line voicemails on the WBSM app as well. And I want to say, too, that um, over the weekend, I was on social media a little bit, uh, you know, obviously going out to a concert Saturday, uh, Friday. When I woke up on Saturday, I wasn't feeling too, uh, you know, ambitious getting up in the morning. I didn't, I only had the one drink, which I didn't even finish. And I, it just was a long day. So I felt a little bit tired when I got home and slept in on Saturday as much as I could. And then I got up and started doing some work on the computer and started looking on social media. And I saw everybody who had gone out to see Barbie and Oppenheimer and the people who were doing the, the Barbenheimer, trying to go out and see both. And I looked into possibly doing that. But uh, in order to do that, if, if I go to see Oppenheimer in the theater, I want to go see it in the IMAX format that it was filmed in. And it was filmed in 70 millimeter. I want to go see it on the biggest screen possible. And the, the local IMAX in Providence was sold out for all of its showings over the weekend. So I said, well, maybe I'll just wait and do it a little bit later. And I don't know that I want to go spend five hours sitting in the movie theater either. That maybe I will have to kind of split it up. Maybe I will have to do one movie one day and the other the other day. But as I was... Looking at some some people's reactions to it, I've noticed that there are people who understand what each movie is supposed to be about, what each movie is supposed to represent, and those who are going into it with preconceived notions and, and not getting the bigger picture. And I keep seeing folks that say, you know, Barbie is such a woke movie. And you're just you're just repeating the, the talking points that you've heard. I don't don't you've seen it, and if you did see it, you probably just didn't get it. It's a satire. The film is a satire. That's the point of it. That's the idea behind it. And the fact that people are more worried about what message they think that the Barbie movie is trying to portray versus the actual end result of the events that happened in the Oppenheimer film. I thought that would have been the point of discussion more out of the weekend than, than the Barbie movie. But what do you expect? It's the controversy that sells and it's the controversy that's, that's working because we've had the biggest movie weekend since the pandemic, since pre-pandemic. And how many Marvel movies have come out since then? Granted, they're not the best Marvel movies. But it's, it's amazing that it took this long to have a weekend like this for films. So the discussion and the controversy is certainly working. That's generating more interest in the films but I also think too that it's getting a lot of misinformation about there out there about what the what the plot of the films are actually about and I don't I don't have any intention of seeing Barbie in the theater not that I don't want to see it I'll watch it when it comes out on streaming 
it's just not a movie that I wanted to go see in the theater. But if I was going to do the back-to-back, you know, which has become kind of an organic thing on the internet, then yeah, then I would have seen it. But I'm also considering joining one of those movie pass things where you can go to... See, the thing is, this is, this is what gets me about it. And I was talking about this with Jason, who, as you know, is an avid movie fan. If I join at AMC at the Dartmouth Mall, I can join for $25 a month and see three movies a week. So that's 12 movies a week uh, a month I can see for $25. But they're only in the standard definition format or if they have a 3D movie. They don't have IMAX over there. The nearest IMAX is, I think, Danvers for an AMC. So I'm going to be limited in just 2D and 3D films. For $35 a month, I can join Showcase and I can go to Providence and I can see IMAX films, but then I'm only limited to five movies a month. And it's, as I said, $10 more. So I've got to look at it and say, am I going to go to 12 movies a month? Am I going to go to more than five movies a month? And am I going to see enough in IMAX that it makes it worth it to spend $10 more a month and drive to Providence? When I can just leave work here, drive over to Dartmouth Mall, be there in 15 minutes and sit down and watch a movie. So a lot of decision-making that has to go on my part. I know first-world problems, but as a movie fan, I, I think I want to take advantage of that. I say that now because it's the summer. There's a bunch of movies that come out that I want to see. Around you know January, February of next year, I don't know that I'll feel the same way when we're in that kind of slow period for movies coming out. Anyway, 508-996-0500. If you have joined one of those, let me know how it's working out for you and let me know which one you signed up for and and why you made that decision. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back in. Coming up after the news, we'll be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. But if you're looking for a place to get a nice, delicious, affordable lunch, I cannot recommend Alianza Restaurant enough. It's down there in the south end of New Bedford, and it's easy to just go in, grab your lunch, and head out for the rest of your day. They've got great $6 lunches. $6 for any sandwich except for steak and fries, all packaged up, ready to go, so you can take it to the beach, take it to the park, take it wherever you're going, and, or maybe you're just going back to work, whatever it may be. But they can save you a lot of money each day with your lunch. $6 for any sandwich and fries, and they're good hearty sandwiches too. Uh, again, except for steak, 